Welcome to another edition of Pierce Podcast. Today we are looking at the laws of relationships, week three. Don't go away, we'll be right back. spent the entire month uh, looking at the laws of relationships and we closed out uh, this particular week with looking at unhealthy relationships. It's an important factor to consider when you're seriously dating someone or engaged even to someone to really evaluate who they are as an individual. You don't want to end up with somebody in a long-term relationship where things can go off the reservation quickly because uh, you didn't do a thorough study of who they were. So we looked at today, we examined it carefully, and we discussed it. And uh, we came to the conclusion that people just do what they want to do because in the end, they only want to satisfy their desires. And so I hope this will bless you. I hope you will really pay close attention to what's being discussed and what's being said here in this message. And uh, remember, prayerfully consider who you're involved with, all right? Don't go away. We're going to hear my man COG, and we'll be right back after this. It's your boy, God Child, the movement with today's word. Be patient and know that God is working things out in your favor. Rest in the fact that he is God, the creator of all things, and he holds all power in his hand. Learn to close your mouth and listen so that you may receive your instructions. Learn to trust his word and not your eyes so that you may increase your faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. Therefore, walk by faith and not by sight. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. He is awesome and great in all his ways and his word will never fail. Move forward in faith and watch your enemies fall by the wayside. Speak the word of God and watch your troubles be but a memory of the past. Submit and commit to his will for your life and see nothing but victory even in death. We're going to this close up boy, this God, today with today's talking work. about um, unhealthy or ungodly relationships, okay? Unhealthy or ungodly relationships. And I think this is important because particularly if you're already, if you're already married, we're going to talk a little bit about that too, but you're kind of there already. If you're not married, a lot of this is going to pertain to you as an individual who's not married but seriously considering getting married. But today we are going to talk about what to avoid, how to avoid falling into the trap of an unhealthy or an ungodly relationship, all right? So, jumping right into it, let me ask you a question. What does it mean to love someone? What does it mean to love someone when you can only see them objectively? When you can only see them objectively, that is not true or real love, but objective love. A love for them as an object, 
We all know what we do with objects. We use them for our personal interest and gain. When we look at love in the eyes of Christ, it was never about an objective love, but a genuine godly love for each other. This matters because we live in a world that is so focused on our own desires, where love resides in a heart-filled self, all right? That's what we live in. It just it resides within ourselves, and it's not about the other person. It's not about anybody, but it's about your own selfish gain. People don't see what God's perfect plan is because they can only see what their desires are, all right? They can only see what their desires are. We have to start with the obvious verse because there is a foundation of what we would build this on as a follower of Christ. So as believers, as followers of Christ, we have to understand our basic foundation starts with 1 John 4, verses 7 through 12. And it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is a real love. Not that we loved God. Let me repeat that. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. Underline that. That's important. No one has ever seen God, but yet we say we love God. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. The first thing we need to see in an ungodly relationship is the lack of God in it. That's the first thing we need to see in, a, in, a, in an ungodly or an unhealthy relationship. It's the lack of God in it. God has given us the gift to love with compassion, especially the one who we say we want to spend the rest of our lives with. Now, I think I asked last week how many married folks we had in here, and uh, some hands went up, not too many. I'm going to ask that again. How many married folks we got in here? I, I know a couple people. Right. So when you connected with this individual, you connected with them because you love them, right? You love them with a compassion. Your heart went out to them. Everything about them, you just gravitated towards them, right? And I would say, especially as believers, the first point is what you guys reside in. God gives us the power of love through him. God gives us the power of love through him. Listen, you cannot have real love without having the power of love through Christ. That's the only way you're going to have it. There's no way you can actually have it because we're not wired like that. We are, we are selfish by nature. It's just, it's just human nature. It's, it's what we are. That's why we're sinful and selfish and self-righteous on so many levels because it's the sin nature in us. And that's what we desire. We desire to be about ourselves. It's not about anybody else. So when we meet somebody and we begin to have feelings for them, the first thing we realize is that God gives us the power of love through him. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about love versus lust for just a few moments because love versus lust looks completely different. 
See, when you love somebody, you love them with the love of Christ, and your whole desire is to grow with them long term. Long term. That's your whole desire. Doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. You're absolutely going to have challenges. That's the power of life because you come from two different walks of life, two different backgrounds. But at the end of the day, you desire to be with that individual and you desire to make it work and you're willing to sacrifice and do what you need to do to make it work. But lust is different. Lust can't see God. It can only see its own desires. See, love looks past its own selfish desires and is willing to sacrifice for the benefit of the other. Let me say that again. Love looks past its own selfish desires and is willing to sacrifice for the benefit of the other, even to the point of self-death. All right, even to the point of self-death. Ephesians 5, 21 through 25 says, out of respect for Christ, out of respect for Christ, be courteously reverent to one another. Catch the first part. People love the second part, verse 22, but listen to the first part. Out of respect for Christ, be courteously reverent to what? To one another. To one another. The second part, men love this part. Men, oh, men love this part. Wives, understand and support. <laughs> somebody blurted out, it's like me, right? Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to his church, not being domineering, but cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ, as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. But listen to verse 25. Listen to this. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving and not getting. A love marked by giving and not getting. Some translations say, till death. Christ loved the church so much that he did what? He died for it. Let me read the uh, King James Version of that. I think it's really important for people to grasp this and get a full understanding because this is what we're talking about when we're saying you have to be willing to sacrifice yourself. It says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I think that's really important because what it's ultimately saying here is we have to be able to respect each other and love each other enough, man, to die to our own selfish desires. And uh, that's important because when you're searching and you're looking, gentlemen, for your bride and ladies, when you are allowing him to search and seek and find you, you want to be transparent, but you also want to make sure you're protective of yourself. Make sure you do a thorough investigation of the individual. 
while you are searching. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to get into an unrealistic relationship only to find yourselves later on regretting that you even got together. Everybody's not meant for you. Okay, let me say it again. Everybody's not meant for you. However, if you take your time and allow God to bring the right person along, slow down, you'll find the right one. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So the reality of it is, is that when we look at that, if, if you're married or if you're planning on getting married and your man getting in your last name, you're like, I ain't submitting to nobody. I ain't doing nothing. Understand what that word right there means. It actually means to line up under for one's protection. And the whole point, it's a military term. When you're in the military, you need to be up under a commanding officer so that they can lead you accordingly through battle. So they, they can prevent the least amount of casualties as possible. Their goal is to get you back, all right? That's their whole goal. Chaz, you in the military, would you pretty much verify that to be correct? That's their whole goal, right? Their whole goal is to get you back home and not in a body bag either. They try to get you back home live, okay? So wives, when we're talking about, or, or fiancés or girlfriends dating seriously, when we're talking about lining up under your husband, we're saying you need to do that for your own protection. Sister Mel, love her to death, and we're going to talk next week, and y'all going to be cracking up laughing with me and her getting here, because we, boy, we two opposites. It's crazy, man. That's why you laughing, because you see D know already. But, but the funny thing is, is that my wife, last year, she was driving home this time of year, and she ran out of gas. And she called me up, babe, I'm out of gas. And I was in the sanctuary, I was doing something, and I, I know I there was a couple people with me, and I was like, okay, babe, I'll be right there in a few minutes. And all the guys was like, what? You're so calm, dude, hold on a second, wait a minute, you're not gonna trip? I was like, what am I gonna trip about? It's my job to protect her. It's my job to watch out for her, it's my job to cover her. So, help you out with something, write this down. This is for everybody, guys and girls, but especially guys. Learn how to manage your relationship. Learn how to manage your relationship. Let me tell you what it taught me. It taught me something very important. Because in the past, I would have tripped. What you mean you ran out of gas? Why did you stop me against him? Da, 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 right? And it would have been an unnecessary fight for nothing, brother. It would have been a fight for nothing, man. You feel me? It would have been a fight for nothing, right? I would have been on the couch that night, man, you know. Wouldn't have got no loving, man, nothing, man. It would have been horrible. You know, and I would have been just, you know, like, this is the worst. But I just, I, I told her, I said, okay, I'm on my way there. So I left out, and the guys, they, you know, they was tripping. And then one of them, the next day, he was tripping so much, he called me up. I was like, dude, you got to help me, help me out. Like, how, 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 how did you do that? How did, why, how did you not get upset? I said, because I learned something, man. I learned the value of managing my relationship with my wife. Let me tell you what I mean by that. It was my fault my wife ran out of gas. Because you know why? Because I should have gassed her car up the night before. Let me say it again. Some people don't want to hear that. Some of you guys looking like, like, like you, you tripping, dude. 
Let me help you out. I should have gassed her car up the night before. But you want me to be real? Can I be real with you? But I was lazy. I ain't like going outside. It was cold. It was snowing or something probably, you know, something crazy. And I was, you feel me, man? And I was like, skip that, man. I ain't going outside. So in the end, guess what happened? I had to pay for it. I had to pay for it. I had to leave what I was doing, go out there, and take care of my baby. You know, now it took me some time, y'all. Listen, we've been married 25 years. 25, we've been, we've been married 23, been together for 25. So I just say, I say we've been married for 25. But I was like, man, dude, I can't leave her out there like that. This is my wife. God forbid something happened to this woman. Let me get over there now. You feel me? She had my girls in the car. It wasn't no joke, man. And listen, I didn't go home and get the gas can first. I went and got my wife first. Then I went and got the gas can. You feel me? And that's important, right? And why is that important? Because, because if we don't manage our relationships, then we're going to have issues, okay? Somebody, y'all crazy. Y'all tripping. Listen to this. Check this out. 1 Corinthians 7, 30, 30, uh, 32 through 36. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. Did you just catch that? Okay, you guys have to begin to build a mutual relationship. If it's a dogged out situation where it's lopsided on one side, ladies, and you're dogging your man out, man, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing the full benefit and the full blessing that God has for you. You're missing it, and you don't want to miss it, right? You don't want to miss it. So listen, he says, his interests are divided in the same way. A woman who was no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly what? And, her, and what else? Underline that, ladies, how to please her husband. The idea when you guys get married of saying, I ain't doing nothing tonight. Skip that. He ain't getting nothing. God's not in that. See, this is not a tit for tat. This is not a right for wrong. See, you got to learn how to grow up and become more mature in God. Because when you become more mature in God, you learn, again, how to put down your selfish desires and look past oneself. And then you look at the bigger picture. You look past the bigger picture. Remember, you're taking two people from two totally different walks of life and you're putting them together. God gives a promise when you decide to do the right thing according to what he has structured and instituted. Marriage was created and instituted by God, not by man. So God says he will put a special blessing on your marriage. He says he'll put a special blessing on your marriage, okay? So all that idea of, well, we just wanna try it out. Huh? Let me ask you something. Have you ever bought a car? Have you ever bought a car and tried it out and they said, I don't like it, 30 days later and took it back? See how, see, you, you see how some of y'all looking at me. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy because that whole idea don't even make sense till you do it. Don't even make sense to you because you know that's not how it works. 
Guess what? It's no different in marriage. You don't get to try something out, see if it fits you. Oh, it ain't working. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. It ain't working. Listen, take your time. I said it last week. I said, take your time. Take your time. Pace yourself. Pace yourself, right? Remember, you're trying to take two totally different people from two different walks of life and trying to put them inside a space together daily, 24 hours a day. You at work, he at work. But when you come home, man, you together, man, what, 16 hours, right? And you're trying to be in that same space together? No God and no love. No God and no love. No God and no love. See, God has to be the center of your relationship. He has to be the center of it. He can't be on the outside of it. He can't be on the edge of it. He can't be partly in the center. No, he has to be directly in the center. You gotta make him the key focal point. You have to do that. Your cultural and community upbringing will always dictate who you are until you get into Christ and honestly make a decision to change who you are. Let me say it again. Your cultural and community upbringing will always dictate who you are until you get into Christ and honestly make a decision to change who you are. That wasn't going to fit. This was never going to fit me. This was never going to fit me. It was never designed and made to fit me. Don't care how pretty they might be. This was not made for me, man. And so I lost the minute I thought I could put them on. Pay attention. We're going to move quick on these pieces. This is what you want to look for to avoid in being in an ungodly relationship. All right? You want to look for these things. Abuse. Abuse, physical, verbal, mental, or acts of it. I just told you what happened. I just told you what happened to him. That's abuse, man. That's abuse. I'm sorry, God is not in that. And for all you single people, if you remotely see anything that even has an inkling of a hint to look like that, back off and get away. Don't stay in that. You don't need to be in that guy or girl. Because he was a guy. Married to a woman, and that's what she did to him. So women abuse too, guys. Colossians 3.19 says, Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Proverbs 10.11 says, The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Manipulation. Manipulation. Doing things to benefit oneself at the cost of the other's well-being. Manipulation, right? Romans 16, 18 says, such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests by smooth talk and glowing words that deceive innocent people. 2 Corinthians 4, 2 says, we reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest knows this. Get these verses in your system because this is all stuff you need to be looking at when you're, you're recording someone, okay? When you're seeing someone, when you're even interested in someone. 
destructive addictions, destructive addictions, narcotics, porn, gambling, extrasexual relationships, alcohol, excessive spending. Yes, I said it, excessive spending. Excessive spending is destructive. I have seen families torn down because the wife was out blowing the money faster than the husband could make it. And they went out. They had to file bankruptcy and all sorts of craziness. Colossians 3 and 5. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within who? Us. That's you. He's talking about you individually. Put it to death. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be what? For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. See? So you can be addicted to a lot of things. And I'm backing off of this one. That's what you need to do. Well, now, so we can make it work. You going to try to jump to something, man, and force it? There you go. You going to try to force it? Conflicting standards. Conflicting standards. If you are a follower of Christ and they are something other than that, you're going to have issues. Let me say this. Let me say this. If you're dating somebody who's a non-believer and you're not married to them yet, I'm telling you, man, tell them you love them with the love of God, but listen, eh, I can't be connected to you. Love him with the love of Christ from a distance, but as far as me crossing over and going with you to what you're trying to find, I don't need to find because I know where my identity is at. My identity is in Christ Jesus. Where's your identity at? Does your identity lie within Christ Jesus or does it lie within yourself and you're still searching and looking? 1 Peter 3.15, instead you must worship Christ as Lord of your life and if someone asks about you, your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Because I think it's important. Because marriage is something that we shouldn't take lightly, amen? It's extremely important, and it's something that we have to be very serious about. And I think at the end of the day, man, you can find yourself, man, in something, man, that you don't need to be in. You can find yourself in something that may fit you better, but it still may not be the right fit for you. Or you can find yourself in something that's the perfect fit for you. Sister Mel was the perfect fit for me. So, let's pray that God will help you all that are single to find the perfect fit for you. And can I say something? If you are single and you are courting and you are seeing somebody serious, get serious. Get for real, get serious. Get serious. Don't string people along. There's no benefit in that. God can't bless you. He can't. Amen. Well, listen, thank you guys again for joining us for Pierre's podcast as always. And like us on Facebook and uh, you can always hear us on uh, wherever your favorite podcast or play that. Uh, we're pretty much on all of them now, man, so that's a blessing. If you're ever in the Metro Detroit area, or if you live in the Metro Detroit area, and if you want to come and visit us, man, come out, man, on a Tuesday evening, man. We do the study every Tuesday evening from 7.30 until about 9, and we have a great time. We, t we have food and fellowship. Of course, our small groups afterwards are always banging as well. And also, if you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning, if you're 
free, come out and join us. 26555 Franklin Road, Southfield, Michigan. That is Christian Tabernacle Church. 26555 Franklin Road, Southfield, Michigan, 48033. You can also check us out, man, just to get more information at C Tab, the C as in cat, T A B Church. Ctabchurch.org. Go online, man. Check us out, man. And come hang out with us one Sunday or Tuesday evening. All right. God bless, man. Love you guys, man. Looking forward to seeing you guys, man, next week. Peace. I'm out. by Mr. D.L. Jones. Here's podcast. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.